And now, the number one fishing show across Australia with Michael Guest, Gavin Pitchford and Roman Buchaski. Thanks to the Hook 2 range of fish finders from Low Rants. Google Low Rants Hook 2. Oh, good day and welcome to the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Guesty Gavin Butch joining you as we do every week to have a bit of a chat about what's going on in, in and around the world of fishing and a little bit of the outdoors. How are you, lads? Doing very well. And, you know, we love this show because sometimes we just get it right. And our old mate Guesty, the fish are on, aren't they? Finally, they're yep. back, Butchie. Yep. And we've got a lot to talk about well, today, Guesty, don't we? Guesty's killing them outside. And, he is. Um, Excuse inside. me, let, letting, letting them go. Yeah, but, well, sorry. <laughs> it means you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, we do my practice catch neck, and release. My little neck of the woods, there's been quite a bit of surface action. And it's a nice mixture, too. Like, it's Benito, Taylor, mm. Kingfish, Salmon. All those sorts of things that take surface lures. All which the fun ones. A lot, of, a lot of fun on one to three kilo. They're all sport fish, aren't they? So yeah. you're, you're having yeah. an absolute ball but, on. But uh, apparently, guess he's been getting into the big stuff. Yeah, the kingies and the marlin, I think he's come yeah. across. And, and even big stuff when we talk about big brim. He sent through wow, a couple of yeah. uh, a couple of photos to us with some nice big blue noses on there. Yeah, look, big fat lips, prehistoric sort of creatures. Yep. So, um, you had a pretty good week, Gusty. Yeah, look, it's been a long week, and and uh, I think uh, most most people would would say that, and certainly most fishers listening to this program would say that I have the best job in the world. And on the on the right days, I, I don't think I can argue with that. Making fishing television is pretty awesome, and both of you boys have been out and seen how it all works. And it's not all beer and skittles, you know. There's that there's those quiet times and it costs a lot of money to make uh, fishing television when you've got to pay people cameramen and you're running you know fuel and accommodation and all and the your other wage and, and the rest That's of right. it that goes yeah, yeah and so. especially if you have guys like butch come along that, that it just goes out what's well, his management <laughs> that's well, what you know management. it's like a movie when it when it goes over budget <laughs> it is, isn't it it <laughs> is it's the only time when i have when when real action plays and if you look at the credits it says Assistant to Mr. Butchaski. <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. Yeah. Butchaski. Executive producer, aren't I? Oh, oh, yeah, you so wish. Aren't, they, so aren't the executive producers the guys who make money for yeah. not actually doing anything? That's pretty much, hey, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like the Seinfelds are always on the executive producer <laughs> yeah. and whatever. Or consultant or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I want to be. I think I'm, I'd be best at that. Nah. Yeah, don't well, actually just stay do out of it. Yeah, not, don't actually do anything, but not, get paid. Not play a part. Well, sort of be, be the behind there. the scenes, yeah, man. behind the scenes, executive producer. Mm. Have you got one yet, Guesty, an executive producer? He's That's it. me, you clown. He's on me, it. You, you idiot. He's it, mate. He's, but, the, but he's look, the film group. He's everything, mate. <laughs> but look, it's been a big week. I, I started off on uh, uh, last Sunday, uh, so six days ago. I caught up with my mate uh, Graham Hutton from Valvoline. Uh, who's who's a really good friend and he's a terrific. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and he's been so. So I didn't start so well because he. I, I got him up up home up to Lake Macquarie to go and catch a kingfish and and uh, we went and got a heap of squid, big green eyed squid. So that was a good part of it. He, at least he got a good feed of squid out of it. But um, struggled on the kingies. They just weren't on the chew on Sunday. And I'm thinking, I hope this is not setting the tone for the for the week. But hello to I know Graham's an avid listener of the show, and hello to. Graham and we will we will get that sorted one day so that's all right and uh, and then Monday was uh, Ross Canazaro who um, who's a, a Sydney cider and he's a very well known brim fisherman and we went and explored some new ground a bit of new ground to go and chase some brim and had a fantastic day catching big blue nose filthy big I think I sent you guys a picture there mm. of these big great big brim on uh, on surface lures and on little Berkeley little Berkeley pulse worms so but Berkeley have got this uh, got a little 
uh, product there. It's one of the gulp range of soft plastics, and if you check out BCF, I'm sure they've got them there. I think they definitely have them at BCF, actually. A little pulse worm, which is a sort of a ribbed worm with a curly tail on it. Yeah. So, so we, yeah, a bit of both, a bit of... Um, yeah, named old, after but, you, Butchie. Yeah. The pulse, the pulse worm. worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's from that, da- that dance style that Butch's, yeah. Butch's got at the B&S balls he goes to. They call it the pulse worm by Butch. It's now, pretty Now, awesome. listen, guesty. Let mm. everyone know the colour because oh, everyone yes, always asks me about yeah, – yeah, they yeah. say, what Ca- soft plastic colour do you use for brim, yeah. right? So there's, well, the, there's the pumpkin seed and, you know, all those sort of things. But So what, what, what colour is this pulse worm? Yeah, It'll be camo. a prototype or something that yeah, no, no, the colour no, isn't no. out yet. Straight out, go to BCF, get it off the, off the rack. It's called camo, pulse worm. Camo. And, okay. uh, and the camo is like a really dark British racing green sort of colour and then a, a um, maroney red colour underneath, like a blood right. worm sort of colour underneath. Mm. So we're using – Using that, and then we're using the Berkeley Scum Dogs. Yep. So that's a little walk the dog lure on the surface. So then casting in and around some some sort of bit some timber snags laying on the edges and and weed beds, and then and then that walk the dog pause action. And yep. I for, actually as this first cast, you know, when your day's going pretty well, so we we put in, and the, the sun was still you know pretty to the point where we couldn't film. It was too too dark to film. Just starting to crack the horizon. So up at up at I think I got up at three thirty, and uh, so it was a bit of a long day that one. And um, sleep in, mate. And then and then we we had a bit of bit of local info that there was a, maybe a few brim on one bit of a point where there was a bit of timber laying underneath the water, and I didn't even know where I was casting really. So I fired a cast out right in against the shore, and had that that side to side with that Berkeley scum dog walk the dog action, paused it. Walk, walk, walk. Next, you know, I said, "Oh, here he comes!" And there's a big boil behind the law. Pause it again, and then crack. And uh, first, first brim was over that magic kilo mark on yes. on the surface, which was yes. just amazing. And uh, landed that fish. And and uh, Ross and I are thinking, "Wow, this is going to be a pretty handy day." After that, and then it took us a little while to find some other bigger fish. And once we found them, we actually at one point we found them. We saw some, um, you know, just polarizing along the bank. We sort of got in too close to them and spooked them, yeah. and they disappeared into the snags. But then we went back there later and then nailed a couple of really big fish there as well, um, uh, which which was just awesome. But such a such an enjoyable thing when you, you and, and a lot of our listeners are probably listening here and then going explain. I know we get emails, don't we, Gav, from lots mm. of people saying. I'm going to go travelling to this destination. What do you think I should take? Well, it was really cool to go and film a show, and it's a risk as well when you consider what it costs to make television, but to go and film a show in an area where neither of us had been before and 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 just work it out as you go, and I think I think that yeah. was a pretty cool. Yeah, thing, lots so. of lots of local knowledge it, as well. Yeah, now yeah. listen, no, guess, no, no, well, I hadn't fished there. Don't tell yeah, me. I know, I'm joking. Look, listen so, to this guy. Yeah, what but, it, like, uh, but hang on, can hang give on. it, can't take Between it. Between he and, and Ross, yeah, pretty I'm good sure minds. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure somebody had given them a hint. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, we had the hint. Yeah, got on a second. Wait on a second. You've got me bird up here. Wait on a second. If I say to Butch, Butch will go, Butch will go, no, no, I want you to take me, hold my hand, put me on yeah, the high chains, rig the rod and law for yeah. me and tell me where to cast. We had none of that. We just went in yeah, blind. I we agree. didn't even know where the boat ramp was. So I there agree. You go. There, there you so. go. But they got the hint to where these big brim were. Yeah. Well, they somewhere. would know around the, the Because Because, look, I fish for brim in the harbour a lot, and, that, and there are places where there are big brim, yeah. and some of them are secret. Like, yeah. they really are. Well, that's like time, a good Jewish raise, spot or something. Yeah, it's you a, can raise a whole lot of medium yeah. brim all the time. You see them. Mm. and um, But the really big ones, the really big ones, they're the secret little spots. But you know what, Butch? They're usually under wharves and Yes, he makes whatever. a good point. Yeah. Even when you've got a pro like Ross, Ross and, yeah. and, and, and Guesty, yeah. local knowledge is 
is the best. So do yourself a favour and get into the bait shops when you go yeah. to a new new yeah, area. That's that's all I do. I'm, get to the tackle shops. What I'm shops. getting at is if they've been given the hint of where the big ones mm. are. No tackle shop's going to tell you where the big brim are. They'll tell you where you get oh, brim. Please, oh, where's my violin, you clown? <laughs> there are is. big yeah, brims. He's jealous. Un- under every bit of structure in Sydney Harbour. He's jealous. Yeah, if, yeah, I tell you yeah, what, Butchie, yeah. if you're jealous about the the chat that we're having about Brim, wait till you hear about the rest of the week he's had. You're going to be on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth open. Yeah, okay. It's been a big week. Hey, but big Brim, over the what when we talk about over the kilo mark, that means, what, 40, over 40, definitely, like 43 yeah, over, or overall something length, to the probably, tail. Probably, yeah, probably 38 centimetre fork length. But, yeah. Which is how the the brim guys sort of look at it, but yeah, if you put it on a brag mat, you know, a Pertec Fishing Challenge brag mat, you lay that brim on there, they'd be in that sort of early forties. So mm. they're big, solid, and heavy built fish, you know, and they're such an amazing fish. And the cool thing about it, and and I know lots of people, you know, who are listening, love to eat fish, and they go, oh, that's a big fat brim, I'll kill that one and eat it. The only thing I will say there is that that those fish, um, those fish over a kilo, are probably at least twenty years old, and some wow. of them would be be way older than that. You know, if you get one 1.3 kilos, that's probably the biggest one we got the other day, 1.2 maybe. It 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 would be maybe closer to 30 years old than, mm. than 20 years old. So they're, they're big old fish. Um, so, yeah, I'd always recommend to people let them go and maybe just keep the, you know, if you want to keep some to eat, keep that those fish that are sort of around that 30 centimetre size. But guess, uh, guess you they're take be, a they're fish better like, eating, They're better Well, they eating are, yeah. Anyway. They get a bit gamey. Those and they're bigger, a bit... The bigger fish are always tougher. But also, you take some... You take a fish of that size out of that ecosystem. He'd be the he'd be the boss around there, wouldn't he, Guesty? Oh, you can see them in the snags. Yeah. It was interesting, like polarizing along there before the wind got up, and then you could really see how they sat in, how they sat in and around these timber snags and weed beds. How they sat, how that whole how that whole sort of little family atmosphere worked with them. And and you're exactly right, Gav. That big fella, he he was the boss, you know. Yep. And everyone else sort of trailed behind that big fish, whether it be a female or a male, I'm not too sure. But but that bigger fish was ruling the roost. And I reckon that bigger fish got first crack at the food, was was there to, you know, push anybody else away. And, and it is a real, you know, it sort of reminded me a bit of fishing for mangrove jacks, the way, or more black brim down south is the way it sort of reminded me of the way we fish there. But, and as far as like the tackle we're using there was pretty cool because we're only using that sort of two to four kilo tackle. And, and the biggest fish we landed, I think um, Ross were on four pound, that four pound Ultra 8, Berkeley Ultra 8 fire line, and some four pound Vanished fluorocarbon leader. So four and four in around the snags is pretty game. I actually got dusted on four pound at one point. So I went up to six pound. And it's amazing how much harder you could pull on the six pound leader. But the heavier you go on the leader, the less bites you get. So it's one of those situations, you know, you're not quite going to get as many bites. And maybe the bigger fish might shy away. But at least you've got more chance of landing the fish on six rather than four pound. So... There you go. Mm. <laughs> big, hey, big. plenty, to, yeah, big, big fish. Plenty to talk about in today's show. You're listening to the Outdoor and Fishing Show. We'll take a break. Back with more shortly. G'day and welcome back to the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Uh, Guesty Gavin Butch, and we're we're really, I guess it's uh, talking about what I got up to this week because the other boys have done absolutely nothing as usual. To, hey, what about Butchie? Butchie bring any footer. Butchie was footer, catching bonito and, and and kingies and salmon and 
Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, Butch, go right ahead. What, what do you mean? He just went through it in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> what show are you listening that to? Was two, that was two fish. No, it wasn't. He yeah. said, guess he uh, switches off since I started does speaking. He? Yeah, I mean, this he is... starts taking notes on what yeah. he's done with for real action. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's not nice, is it? No, I mean, you're, you're oh, out here doing your best. Please. I mean, I'm, I'm catching all these small hey, stuff. I'll tell you what it is. Arrogant. Oh. It's arrogant. Oh. <laughs> That's what it is. It's arrogance. Poor old bitch. Butchie. Anyway, yeah, it wasn't much to talk about anyway. You caught oh, a couple of tiny much. little things. What yeah, did you right. say? I got a, he said he got a brim as well this week as well. And he goes, oh, it would have been... Well, it was 35. 30, and listen, I said it was 35. To the, fo- <laughs> to the fork, it would have been 29. I caught it on one to three kilo rod with yeah. a 10 pound line, and it took me under a wall. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. And I had to get on. it out of the structure. I mean, in a uh, kayak, and the wind was blowing, me. and the current was going the opposite direction. Oh. Excuse me. And I only me. had one arm. Excuse me, just for our <laughs> listeners, a one, one to th- a one to three kilo rod, yes. okay. With ten pound yes. line, you can catch it. You can catch a ten kilo snapper on yeah, ten Marlin. pound braid. Yeah, marlin but, fishing. Uh, hang on. In my defence, <laughs> where I fish, and uh, sometimes I end up with getting a kingfish on the line, or a bonito, or a salmon. Yeah. So and, what, what? And, and so therefore, I've got. A, I don't take ten rods out with me like you do. Guess Drag would have been backed off. Hang on a second. Now I take one outfit. It's got to fit all. Conditions for all the fish. So, and what, if I go, the if I go king fishing, twelve pound. Oh, you kidding me? That's that. That's rope for brim fishing. Yeah. Ten pound Hang braid on, and twelve it. pound leader is rope. I was not brim fishing per se. I had, I had the chance of getting estuary perch, and if I was away from the wharf a little bit, I was, had a chance of getting kingfish or salmon. I've got to cater to everything, and yeah, if I get a flathead on four pound leader, there goes there goes the lure. Uh. A real, okay, fisherman so therefore, a real fisherman to bring it in. Therefore, I've got to be sort of, you know, versatile what I use. So oh. that's that's. But hang on a second. Yes. You just you were just saying how well you did because you caught this brim out of your kayak <laughs> on a one to three kilo yes. rod. But you're using rope, rope. over your one to three yeah. kilo rod. Using a mooring rope. But I was in the kayak and I was up against a, a wharf, <laughs> and the and the and the fish pull string. How even can you sit here and line? look at me like this and and say and this stuff to me? And it took me around the pole and under a, under a floating. It was a twenty eight. You know what? You know what you did. And, brim. Oh, having said that, Guesty, that ate. Eight string um, it's good, line, it? mm. no abrasion at all. Even though it took me around a pole, I just took took my time, waited for it to come back, and it took another few runs under the under the wharf. No abrasion on that eight eight string line that uh, you gave me. Oh, the Berkeley Ultra Eight. No, yes. it does work well. But Fantastic. can I just say yeah. that you haven't you have a definite knob problem. <laughs> and you need to tighten your drag knob up if okay. you have, if you're fishing that heavy and you're having a fish take you around like that. Then yeah. you need he to knows tighten that. your knob up. So. I like it. He I knows like that. The, I like the sound of the drag going. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, Guesty apparently mm. had a good session on the marlin, so there would have been a lot of zzzz uh. going on with the. The marlin well, taking I tell you what, it, I heard about this day, and yeah. it, it was pretty much a bycatch because they'd they'd got enough on the kingies. Oh, okay. And then I think Guesty just decided, which we'll talk about the marlin after the oh, okay. after the break. But yep. the kingies, they were a little hard earlier in the week, but then you, you you got into them later on in the week, didn't you, Guesty? 
Oh yeah, I did. No, no, we 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 were filming and we managed to get into some some nice fish. We're looking for a big king fish for. Yeah, you know, it's always great to show a big fish on the show. But we had some awesome fun and we scaled our tackle back a little bit. So guess what? We were, what I was catching the kingies on, Gavin. Yeah. Ten pound, ten yeah. pound Berkeley <laughs> file on on, but, on, but on, butchies, on a butchie's brim on a one to three kilo rod. Yeah. No, no, no. It's still no. ten yeah, pound breaking on. strain line. We're catching eighty centimeter kingfish on that tackle. So yeah. ten pound, bit of ten pound file on and a bit of twenty pound lead. And we scaled back to a couple of smaller lures, and that was that was awesome fun, because we were trolling the big gear for the big king fish. I got a big one on late in the day. Finally got the bite on a big fish. Came up and you saw saw the live slimy mackerel come to the surface, and it was flicking around, and then just got crash tackled by a big king. And I had him on, did all the hard work, got him up, and then unfortunately um, he went back down and then busted, cracked me off. So um, that was a bit of a bugger that one. Yeah, so, yeah um, your, your drag yeah. was too tight. Mate. Ninety percent of fish are lost at the if, boat. If, if, no, we should have had the drag a bit lighter. He wouldn't have got busted <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. only running sixteen kilos of drag <laughs> on that reel actually. So. Did you have <laughs> too, too Did much. you have the bail arm open, Guesty? No, the bail arm was definitely closed on well, that Well, so. I mean, honestly, like, seriously, you're the one who's making TV, yeah. not us, oh, okay? Geez. You're the one who's, you're, you're the pro here. We can only oh, give tips and tricks dear. on. Butchie, get into him. He's just hammered you I for I just a... told you he should have had the drag looser. He mm. can't get busted. One thing you can't do in fishing is get busted if boat. your drag yeah. is lighter than the breaking you know, strain Butch, of the light. Butch, I was the only way four- you get busted is if your drag's too tight. <laughs> I got the bite in four metres of water. The fish was about 15 Here kilos. Here they go. Were you, were I, you under a wharf and around a pylon? It got me if taken I, around no, a pole. Got me, I was, I was on in a, current, 20 knots of wind. You I guys. was next to a barnacle-encrusted reefy rock thing. And I thought you were talking about Barney for a minute. <laughs> it would have done me. You guys have got no idea. I'm telling you. Don't we? But anyway, the kingies the kingies were just they were great fun and and uh, look it was good to catch up with um Smithy during the week and have a chat about that too, Gav. On, yeah. On the, on the Chris Smith show, don't forget you can catch up with and uh, with Smithy and occasionally Gavin has a bit to say there. And that's uh, what are you guys? Twelve to three weekdays through two GB well. and and uh, on four BC yeah, two Gav or yeah eleven eleven o'clock that starts so three yeah, that's so, an hour early. So make, you going to Melbourne sure you... too? Not sure. No, Canberra. we don't. You go yeah. to Canberra. Yeah, yep, 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 all the way through. You know that we go to one hundred and thirty nine stations now this fishing show can you believe that 139 network stations well, well, so hello to everyone we got to guesty um, you should say hello to everyone Hundred well you just told me then 139 on, on sorry i forgot, I forgot. Well, have we got a list can i read them out Where i will i'll have it for you next week but we're going everywhere <laughs> now boys so we're pretty much national now People love oh, this. Well, that's yeah. sensational. And look, mm. the great thing about fishing—it's a national, it's a national sport. There's, there's, except for Ayers Rock's pretty tough. The old Todd River's a bit dry, but most places you can find, you'll find somewhere you can wet a line, even if it's in a fa- farm dam, I should say, catching a few yabbies. You can wet a line around this great country, and that's that's the gra- that's the fantastic thing. This time of year, things are starting to to heat up. I think everywhere, and we're going into that sort of March April period where fishing is just fantastic. So make sure you tune in or. Or uh, you can listen to a podcast via uh, via 2gb4bc.com.au if you miss out. You're listening to the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Guesty Gavin Bush will take a break. Back with more shortly. You're listening to the Outdoor and Fishing Show with Michael Guest, Gavin Pitchford and Roman Buchaski. Thanks to the Hook 2 range of fish finders from Low Rance. Google Low Rance Hook 2. Oh, g'day and welcome back to the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Now, finding fish has never been easier 
Lawrence has released a new range of fish finders and fish finder chart plotter combos that are easy to use. If you want real bang for your buck, get yourself a fish finder from the Hook 2 range. They're the world's easiest fish finders and very affordable. Even the basic models have features and functions normally only found on high-end fishing gear, downscan, sidescan, GPS navigation and premium chart plotting. It's all on there. With a Hook 2 on board, you just plug it in and start fishing. It sure makes for an enjoyable day on the water. No gimmicks, no skimping on features, just the basics, the way they were meant to be. Well made, reliable and affordable. Check out the Hook 2 range of fish finders from Lawrence. And I'm sure if you get into your local BCF store, they've got a range of the Hook 2 in there as well. And look, uh, you know, big thanks to Lawrence, not only for being part of the Outdoor and Fishing Show, but being part of helping me find some marlin during the week. Yeah, That was all about looking at that yes. 12-inch screen and then marking a mile and hit you know sitting over the bait schools was the key and, and staying right on those bait schools and uh so we did the kingfish just if you've only just joined us a uh, big hello to everybody who's just tuned in you're supposed to tune in half an hour ago but anyway we'll talk about that later but um uh i, I was doing now some he's having a go at our listeners butchie I I mean, no i wasn't i'm just saying when i talk about arrogance. finished on me yeah he's finished on you finished on me the arrogance oh, no. of catching marlin and yelling at you for catching no a brim on uh, for a Rim on rope, which I agree on. <laughs> what about off air? Like seriously, you two. What? It's just incredible. Just the fights and the blow ups and. It's hey, all... there's enough blow ups on here without yeah. going off. Yeah, <laughs> so hang on. So like, just just a bit of a recap for the listeners. So so filming for for the for the TV show Real Action this this week just gone and got stuck into the kingies and then we just wanted that bigger fish and then the great thing this time of year you know where I live the water's pretty nice. It's coming. It's about twenty four point three of super blue water mm. and those and, and you get that inshore marlin fishing happening and it was only where to go about eight miles up to a bit of reef and I thought. Do we keep trying for a kingfish? The big kings, you know, they, they just wasn't just wasn't happening. We wanted to fin- finish with a bang with the show, so let's go and have a crack at a marlin, boys. And I had a couple of, I put a couple of um, fifteen kilo um, pen outfits, so some thirty size um, overhead reels, lever lever drag reels, and and a couple butchies, of ten to fifteen, butchies, 15 kilo brim reels. gear. That's butchies yeah, brim butchies gear. Brim so brim gear. So I had a couple of those in the cabin of the new boat, and I'll tell you what, I also did christen my new boat, the big. Um, Oh, how many? Honestly, what? No, no, the big. This is the you big. You just got a new boat. It seems every single week it's in the new boat. Oh, Butchie. please. Yeah. yeah, this is the this is the big new Stacer with the the big and it's got an Evinrude big G two um two fifty horsepower on the back. So I christened it. How big is a, it? With a couple seven meters. Uh, seven. Uh, no, it's it's closer to eight meters. Actually. Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, guess what? It's got a toilet. First boat I've ever Does had with a toilet in it. Yes. Yeah, but the the one thing about a toilet is you never let anyone use it. That's no. the thing. Yeah. I said, I said to um to Barney, who's a regular on Real Action. I said, mate, that's that's just there to look at. It's like yeah. a monument. I said, you're not allowed to use it. He was very disappointed, and I said, mate, it's not happening. So it's it's like, amazing how many boats I've been on when they're like the toilets there, but don't don't use, don't use it, it if no, that's no. all right, guys. It doesn't work. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, no. It's anyway. We so we we go up to this reef and we're thinking, oh, it's a bit of a risk because we're you know we're really keen to get a big king, but a marlin would just be unbelievable. Anyway, pulled up on the on the mark and then and I've got one of the I haven't got a hook too, but I've got um, uh, HDS carbon, so it's probably the next level up in Laurent Sound again and there was just a heap of slimy mackerel on this on this reef and I thought boys looks good 24.3 degrees not a boat in sight so we got it all to ourselves mm. and then we trolled around for about an hour and then we had three black marlin come up at once which is wow. just amazing so and um, how far so, are you off eight eight miles oh no offshore we were about five miles four miles offshore yeah where we so were. it's not that massive 
kick out to the car park or something. No, no, no. Like, this is convenient. Right yeah. No, no. It's, we're right inshore, what we call the inshore fishery. And anyway, and then quite often you get fish in there between 30 kilos and 50 kilos, like black marlin this time of year. And, and 15 kilo gear is about the right sort of size for that. 10 to 15 kilos sort of gear. So I thought, yeah, well, we're, we know we've got a couple of 15s. We'll be right. Anyway, this black small one was at the back of the bait. He's only about 25 kilos. Anyway, and the, uh, another fish has eaten the bait, and it was an 80 kilo black marlin. So mm-hmm. anyway, I've got luck. that on. And, <laughs> and the young Tom Rocher, who was fishing with me, that was his second ever marlin, I think. And it, yeah, it did all the right things and splashed around, jumped, and got it to the side of the boat, which was fantastic. And uh, and we landed that one, which is great. So we've got, got a black marlin to, to sort of go into the show and I thought how good would it be to get a second one so we went back to back to work and, and watching that Lorraine sounder and and uh, we had a fish come up right behind the teaser and and then and then which is a, a big mirrored sort of um, uh, timber thing that we've got with mirrors on it and you, t- you slowly troll that along behind you and it flashes and looks like lasers shooting in the water so the marlin came up behind that and then just faded off and then about 20 minutes later, we had a, had a big striped marlin come up beyond the boat, had a crack at one bait, and then ate the second bait. And I thought, oh, it's not too bad a fish. Anyway, an hour 45 later, <laughs> an hour 45. So Barney fought, and Barney can fish. He's a pretty yeah, handy fisherman. No, he is. You know? He's a very good fisherman, yeah. Uh, so an hour 45 and later. And he's a tough guy. Like, he can... He's he's built as well, so yep. an hour 40 would be classified for you, Butchie, probably yep. five and a half hours. No, so. I would have had the drag nice yeah. and tight. So would <laughs> you would have been oh, spooled. Yeah. A lot quicker. Butchie would have been spooled in about three seconds. But the interesting <laughs> Butchie thing wouldn't is, have got a wind on it. No, no, but the interesting thing, and with, with the Lawrence unit I've got, it's sound a GPS, and, you know, obviously go into the GPS, have a look. Once we had the marlin to the boat and we'd let it go, I, I put the cursor, so I scrolled the cursor back, Onto the mark where we where we hooked the fish, and this is not a straight line because we're chasing this fish around and we're going backwards and forwards. It was just a pig of a fish to try and lift up, and we kept we drove away from it, trying to plane, and we eventually planed it up and got it. We were we were three point nine three miles from where we hooked it oh, yeah. in a straight line. So it's probably taken us more like five miles. It was incredible, and we went we hooked it in about thirty five meters, and we were just on the hundred meter line when we let it go. Yeah. So that's get, how far straight wow. out to sea, which is just amazing. And so. guess did it release okay? Because sometimes yeah. if you fight a fish that long, um, you know you tie them out so much that it takes a long time to get them. No, Butch, up. it was amazing. I okay. had it, I've, so I've, I've got it on the leader alongside yep, the boat. Yep, yep. And when you watch Real Action later this season, when that show comes out, you'll see it there, and it is just. It's it's still got its fins lit up and it was just humming at the side of the boat. I'm going, I can't believe the strength of this fish. Mm. It's just amazing and and um, completely undergunned, weren't you? Seriously, I mean, oh, you're, you're not. You're, you're, well, well, you can, said between yeah. thirty and fifty. This one's come in eighty to hundred. Oh That's no, a, this one was a, this one was a hundred. Oh well, okay, a hundred. So stripe, it's yeah. double. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we were undergunned. So there would have been a. <laughs> You know, there would have been some good boat driving to start with to yeah. try and get. Well, you had to have it was five miles worth. Yep. And secondly, you need a bit of luck in that situation, don't you? With that, with that you sort do. of fish on that sort of tackle, you do. And you just got to work hard as a team. And, and we got it up there, but yeah, and you'll see, you'll see it there. And my cameraman actually dived in and 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 dived down with it and and uh, and when you and released it, it, swam away. Oh, yeah, it swam away okay. perfectly, mate. Just cruised off like like nobody's business. So Is there anything be a- better in nature than seeing a fully lit up marlin? Yeah, they're beautiful things, aren't yeah. they? Especially a striped marlin when aren't yes. they? Guess iridescent blue. And to be honest, I didn't know until I went marlin. Until you see it live, you can't really get a good concept of how good it looks, do you? But yep. it's just 
this massive fish and it, and it shows just the amount of aggression to light up that much, yep. just how fast, how tough they are. And they're a beautiful fish. I love marlin fishing. But So it sounds like it's the it's the right time to get out there, Guesty, if you're catching them inshore and then... Yeah. Oh, and it's pretty good offshore at the moment. Is too, it? Actually. Yeah, so then, I bet. So that was on Wednesday and Thursday. And on Tuesday, I caught up with uh, a good mate of ours, Scotty Thorrington, so mm. from uh, from the Freedom. So that's um, uh, Terrigal Haven Sport Fishing Charters. My local, wanna, my local area, mate. Yeah, look up Scotty Thorrington. If you want to get out and catch a male, and I'm telling you, he's I know he's at Port Stephens at the moment, and he's the man to, to sort of get out with. He'll be, he'll, he'll be uh, on the water over the week. He'll be out there getting ready to sort of go out again today, I'm sure. But... Um, but uh, I went out with him. We we took his boat up from um, from Gosford and out onto the continental shelf, up onto the on, onto what they call that car park area out of Port Stephens, and then back in. And we just wanted to we had to do a bit of underwater filming for a for a TV commercial of all things. We needed some marlin to come up behind a live feed camera, so um, we did that. And dead set within ten minutes, we had we had of all things in 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 uh, right on the shelf there a, a big blue marlin come up mm. behind the behind the camera which was amazing seeing that fish come up and then we had a couple of other striped marlin and we, sh- we filmed some unbelievable vision of the marlin right up and actually eating the bait right behind the camera which was really cool and just to see that another angle you know what you're talking about Gav is how you see them with their fin out of the water and when you've been out with me and chasing the bait and, and how they eat it which is pretty cool and, and when you see them lit up but to see them in their own domain it's sort of that David Attenborough sort of look you know which mm. was really cool so yeah, that's coming out again soon. The uh, yeah. David Bat Blue Blue Planet Blue Two. Blue Planet Two. That's the one did with you see the, the with the GTs. Yeah, did you see that Trevally taking a bird off the surface? Yeah, yeah, they're hard to catch those birds to put on for bait, which I found. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's you know that's that's footage that and 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 when listeners are listening to you know when you're talking about when you go and catch Trevally and yeah. you know you can't get. A lure big enough for these fish because they're so. I mean, to see them taking birds, that's the sort of. Yep. You know, when you're sitting there with a tiny little plastic thinking, is this too big? And then you see it snatch a, you know, a, a mutton bird off the top of the water. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. The footage yeah, as well. Some of, the, some of the more amazing vision that I've seen. There's a bit that they've taken there. There's one there. I don't know if a few people would have seen it with a big mahi mahi or a dolphin fish chasing a flying fish. Oh, and that yeah. was some amazing vision that those guys shot as well. And and that's just years and years on the water getting some of that vision is just. You love flying good. fish, don't you, Butchie? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Butchie had they're to get no sl- surgery. They're very slimy. You had to get <laughs> no surgery once from a. Yeah, we'll we'll go through that one though, because we've got an email here about some weird things that have happened out on the water. Yeah, we might do we that might next, do that next yeah, week. And yeah. there's a, I've got a few stories there. So yeah. one of the emails Something about, about a, a, a mullet jumping. I jumping think we've all been hit by a... Uh, <laughs> I think we've all been hit by a, a, uh, a mullet or some type of fish when it comes in. Hey, but there's another email here as well from Nicole, boys from Irmington, New South Wales. And when we do talk about marlin fishing, one thing that can happen yep. is seasickness because Absolutely. you are... Uh, you're against the elements out yep. there. You, you're usually a long way out, aren't you, Guesty? So the, the swell starts to get to you. It's a hot day. You get very dehydrated. So um, seasickness can become... And she was asking for maybe a remedy or something that you guys use because you're on the water all the time, Guesty. Um, you know, what What do you do? Do you just... Do you take like some oh, I think there's a few travel key calm or something, yeah? Uh, well, I think the key thing is uh, make sure try and get a good night's sleep before you go out. Definitely yeah. helps. You don't want to be tired. You do, don't, don't, if you know, like I normally wouldn't even have 
a, you know, a drink of alcohol or two because I do suffer a little bit from seasickness occasionally, not in my trailer boats, but on the big boats. Sometimes I will take a tablet if I if it's the first time I've been on a big 40-footer or something for a while, just a different noise and the diesel fumes and all that sort of thing. But So that's there's two big pointers straight away. And then the other one, there is a really good, you know, if you ring up 1300 seasick, that is without a doubt the best seasick tablet I've ever used. A lot of the other brands... Um, they make you feel a bit ill straight away and they, they make you feel really tired and dopey and, and dry in the mouth and I'm not a big fan of those but that 1300cc one that they are I can't recommend them highly enough they're really good everyone that I've sort of suggested those to so I would definitely take one of those an hour before you go out and you can take us generally I would never take a second one but you can take a second one you know four or five hours in if you really you know think you're going to chronically get seasick and then you need to do that and go out and not get sick and then that mentally gives you the confidence that you're not going to get mm. sick if you if you go out then you're looking for reasons to feel unwell you just do it if you've been seasick before then you're panicking about it and so you go oh, I hope I don't get sick you know so I think I think it's all mental going out yeah, I think you did 100%. That, that can affect you. You, you, well. you, you also sometimes, you sometimes also, I've, I've seen you, especially on those big 45 foot Rivieras that we get out to the car park in Guesty, and you'll be sitting there and sometimes just nibbling on like a, a Jats or a, or, a, or a chip or something. Yeah. Is, that, is that another tip that you can give people just to keep your stomach? Doing something? Is that yeah, hundred percent. That's what I reckon. Jat saved my fishing career when yeah. I was a young fellow. No, because I, I can so, remember one day I went out with you and, I, and you said just get a couple of these into you, and it it really does work it, for anything. It just gives you something to do, Butchie. Mm. If it, the worst thing about it is, see, I've been seasick a few times, and I was saying this to you yeah. before we came on the show. Yeah. I got really seasick one day, but the thing that got through me was is that I was catching fish. Yeah. Now, sometimes marlin fishing, you can be out there for six hours trawling and yeah. nothing happens, exactly. and you're looking at the horizon. You're looking at um, the rods about to, you know, yeah. if, if you're going to get a bite, or you're always someone's always looking up, especially on top of a flybridge, it's even yeah. more rocky yeah. up the top there. So, um, but, but so- this, this, this is Nicole Greenfield. See, she made the mistake of going out on a charter, mm. a bottom bashing charter, guesty, where you pull up, you drift. And the boat always turns side onto the swell. Yeah, yeah. And that's so the worst, worst yeah. scenario. Mm. And the worst thing with those, a lot of those boats too yeah. is that you're in a, in a cabin travelling and there's no yeah. airflow. So yeah. the best worst thing you can do, and I'll never, ever, ever travel in the cabin. I, I get on the flybridge simply because I can get some airflow through or if it's a fully enclosed flybridge, I'll go downstairs and just get that breeze in my face. You know, yeah. that's, I'm that's, usually that's, in the cabin yeah. asleep. So that's, D- Diesel yeah. fumes do it to me. Do they? If, I get, if you get into a boat, certain boats as they travel along, mm. sort of suck the diesel fumes back in yep. to- towards you. Mm. And that's the worst for me. So I've got to get up on the flybridge or get up the pointy end of the boat if if you feel mm. like it. And the other thing is to always look a lo- at the horizon. Don't look down. Don't tie any knots. Let someone else do that. Don't bait up. Let somebody yeah, else that's do that's that. Usually, that's usually me. That's my yeah, excuse. Yeah, just bridle <laughs> this up for us. Could you guess? <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, we better take a break, boys. You'll listen to the Outdoor and Fishing Show. We'll be back shortly. G'day. Welcome back to the Outdoor and Fishing Show. Pertec, a global network of local businesses, is backed in Australia by 98 service and supply locations and over 350 mobile service vehicles nationwide. Pertec are on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. At Pertec, we keep our customers operating. Our enemy is your downtime. Our mission is more uptime. Pertec people thrive on getting a customer out of a bind, out of trouble, and out of stress. Pertec has your back. Pertec will keep you operating. Simply call 134 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or you'll find them on the web at www.pertec.com.au. And the Pertec Fishing Challenge, raising funds and awareness 
for Prostate Cancer Foundation of Australia and the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit is in full swing. $210,000 in cash and prizes to give away. Only $25 to enter. Sunday, March 18 is the date. There are no excuses. Get in and get your entry in right now. Yeah, well, I've... I've put mine in but I haven't got my cap yet Guesty it's well been, that's because it's you haven't th- checked your mail it's been three days and oh, I still haven't got no. my cap <laughs> mate you'll have it in the next day selfish. or so I'm sure it's been selfish, selfish so. well you actually you actually learned how to do it yeah right yeah actually how did I do it I've forgotten how would have got a mate to do it I you would have called in um, geeks to you would it be, would it be Facebook Guesty or, or <laughs> don't no. start this again <laughs> please honestly fishing challenge website you butch you just oh, it was on the website was it well, I did. Well, whatever I did, it cost me 25 bucks. I, I, that's whatever I did. I know 25 bucks went out of my account. Yeah, so, radio. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a waiting clown. for a cut. He is. He's a clown, mate. That's what it is. You've probably entered some sort. You've probably entered over in America somewhere. A bass tournament, Butchie. I'm probably, I'm probably off to the Everglades. Yeah, you are. Hey, I've got to tell you, I, do, I doubt he entered a bass. T- Twenty-five bucks would be the cheapest fishing competition you ever go in. It so is. I, yes. I think you'd be. Oh, right. twenty-five American. So. Hey, what's happening this weekend, boys? Are you having a fish or what? Well, Butchie's heading off. You're heading off around the bobbin. Head Bob region, head, are yeah, you? Yeah, trying, trying for a few the, moorings. A few with moorings some marlin with gear. Some big broom. <laughs> what was that? He's, he's, ca- he's catching up with some moorings. Oh, I got, a, got yeah. an estuary perch as well, so there's a bycatch there. Yeah. No, no, I'll be ch- chasing the surface fish in the harbour. Um, well, it's heated up, hasn't it, Butchie? It's ready to go yeah. now, isn't it? This is where I you shine. You, I, just a quick question, Guesty. Bass, mm. can it be too hot? Because I went bass fishing the other day and I couldn't get a bite and I felt the water. I reckon it was about 32 degrees on the surface, so... It, yeah, it they can don't be like too it. hot. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, okay. yeah. Bass are bass are, bass are a fish that'll handle three to thirty-one degrees, okay. like yep. pretty well. But I reckon that real high thirties, they'll yep. start to shut okay. down a bit for sure. So what you'd want to do there is fish in the deepest part of wherever you're fishing, right down deep with yeah. soft plastic. Well, I, try, because, I tried. I yeah. tried. I tried that, but the river I was in was quite shallow, so I think they would just totally shut down. Mm. Yeah, anyway, right. sound, sound anyway, like a good river. I need to go some to. tips where to go soon, Guesty, yeah. about for bass fishing. So I'll give you a call. We might go on a trip. Yeah. yeah, I think we've got to get you out, Gab. We've got to get you out catching a marlin, mate. It's that time of year yeah. you're about. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've only caught that. one marlin, and you reckon I'm guaranteed one. So I reckon I could catch you one at the moment. Hey, just a big hello to everybody listening throughout all the stations across Australia. Thanks for joining us on the Outdoor and Fishing Show. We will catch you next time. Bye now. See you later. Bye. Bye.